Scott, thank you for bringing us here today. We are so excited to start on this new endeavor and see where it will lead. God, what we're going to learn about your word, what we're going to learn about ourselves and um, just grow in who you are. God, I thank you for these the three other women sitting at this table that they jumped in with a crazy idea and we're going to just roll with it. God, we thank you for today. I pray that you're in this episode, that your Holy Spirit is in this room. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 She wakes. Here we go. She wakes. Here we go. So let's talk a little bit about the why behind why do we need a new podcast? It's like, why do we need a new bank in Columbia? (laughs) We do not. We don't need a chiropractor or an orthodontist, but here we are. So... I feel like probably a year ago, it was just kind of on my heart to start a podcast. And really wise because I feel like, I'm not going to say feel, God puts things in my heart a lot of the times. And I, I'm not a huge talker, so I just keep them there. And I don't know that that's always right because God, he's not just telling it for me. He's telling it so I can get it out. Well, you're not going to see us standing on a stage on a regular basis. So we don't have an outlet necessarily. So I thought podcast is a great way for the outlet and it's a good way for women to still learn on the go because we're always on the go. So it was probably a year ago that I thought um, that I would like to try it out and see where it heads. And then in April, we went to Kerygma Summit and this is a conference that Casey and Shelly had gone to the year before, and it's women in ministry. You want to explain? I'm probably really yeah, bad at explaining it. It's not. Um, I always got annoyed when my friends were like, it's a women's conference. I'm like, no, it's not. It's, it's not like a frou-frou a, conference. It's a Bible learning intensive. There's awesome no glitter. Thing. Yeah. It's like a bunch of doctorates and PhDs come in and um, teach on their expertise, the areas that they've like devoted their whole lives to researching on scripture That's, and historical context and stuff like that. Do you want to say anything about it? <laughs> when you went, and so when you and Shelly came home, because I am not a women's conference kind of gal. I actually don't like conferences at all. And yeah. it's probably the hype that I don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mm-hmm. hooked you by saying, listen, I'm going to have like a week or two old baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah. You can hold the baby. <laughs> I need. Yeah. Yeah. And Shelly came. Like, she right. was like, it wasn't like a women's no. conference at all. No. Like it was deep learning. I was like, yeah. okay, we're we're in then. Yeah. So of course we went. This was last April, and we all loved it and learned so much. And it really started me to on a journey of wanting to learn in a more um, academic setting. So I did start going to classes. Started taking classes again. Again, it's really the. I can't say again. You can't have one semester of Bible college and be like, I'm going back to school. Like You're going. Back I mean, to it school. counts. It doesn't really count. So anyway, so I've just. It's just been a good ride. And so um, Jamie and I and Shelly and Sean went to Arizona a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And I knew as soon as I would say it out loud, then the podcast would be born. Right. It would have to happen. Yeah. So that's why I was like not (laughs) saying it for a long time. So I asked them what they thought. And of course, they were like, 
yes, do it. Do, 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 it, do it. You know, I'm like, okay, Shelly, like, we're, <laughs> we're committed. We're, I was like, we have to go home and tell Casey and Jody that we're doing this thing. <laughs> yeah, so I think I was excited are. about it because, you know, I was on that journey several years ago about learning more, and it's exciting to mm-hmm. learn like the context of the Bible and to mm-hmm. and to learn. And I. I don't think I took advantage of that when I was in high school or college. Yes. And so I think all of us are kind of the same, which is why there probably hasn't been as many <laughs> women's events here because yes. it's like if it's not substantive, we're just like, uh, you know, like we want it to have meaning, yeah. you know, like, yes, it's important to fellowship and get together. Yeah. But I think so many times that's what women's ministry is, is just getting together and playing. And so... I loved the idea of learning. And yes. So let's talk more about like the content of She Wakes. Yeah. So this is not going to be a podcast like Life Community Church already does. We're not having guests on to interview your story. We are going to take deeper dives. Hopefully for the first year, we're going to do Women in the Bible, because this is something I learned at Kerygma too. You guys can help me with the lady's name. It was one of the Lynn professor. Dr. There Lynn you go. Lynn Cohick. <laughs> she was not dynamic, not a no. dynamic speaker. No. Same tone of voice. She's a not, professor. You know, yeah, <laughs> she, they're a professor, so they're yeah. not they're not preachers. Mm-hmm. And she listed all of these women. I was like, who are you talking about? I didn't even know these women existed. Which is, of course, we don't we always hear about the men in the Bible. And it's so fascinating to learn about the women in the Bible. Yeah. And so that's what we're gonna do. Yeah. For the first year, we're gonna take a look at women in the Bible who maybe we've never even heard their name before. Yeah. Well, what about the title she wakes? I know we like really like worked on that. Can we talk about the title? Real yeah. weird one. <laughs> yeah. She awakens takes, a little bit to come. Well, I think it's funny at our first lunch we had when you were introducing the idea and we were talking about it. We were like, okay, well, we absolutely don't want it to be like ladies, ladies or women. <laughs> yeah. We for sure don't want a, a specific woman name. And then at staff meeting the, the following week, Sean was like, the only requirement is it has to have a women's name <laughs> in the see, title. Like, the three of us just kind of sink. Uh, we're <laughs> like, what? Oh, yeah, we exactly planned not, not that. to. <laughs> yeah. so, and so I'm like, oh, ladies chatting about the Bible. Like, that's what we wanted to avoid was... I don't know, the, like, pillow lady stuff. Like, I don't know, slumber party mm-hmm. talk. Um, but then, actually, it was Shelly had mentioned that she was throwing the, around the word she, she. instead yeah. of women's, ladies, girls, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, we could stick a verb after that. So what does she do? We're like, she, we, we said she talks, <laughs> right. she, learns, she learns, she grows, she walks. And, was like, and then I remember a conversation in the... Just some normal office banter. Sean and Jamie were joking about women's roles, and they mentioned <laughs> Proverbs 31. And Kelly pipes up. She's like, yeah, it also says she wakes early and goes and buys her own land and takes care of her family. And she, like, rattled off. And I was like, man, she's bad. Like, she's <laughs> awesome. She's not, you know, little. She doesn't lay down. Yeah, she's not just sweeping and yeah. waiting for her husband. So then I put she wakes, and I was like, oh, man. I love the yeah. idea because I am a morning person. I know everybody's not, but that is like the first thing I do when I wake up is I go straight to the word. And so mm-hmm. she wakes like she 
And so it's so funny when you decide on a title. Then I was like listening to this pastor and he was doing a series on being awake. Mm -hmm. And of course, the scripture says lots of times to like be awake. Yes. And so, you know, think about that. Like when you're asleep, you don't know you're asleep. You don't know when you fell asleep. Mm, You only know you were asleep When, when you wake up. Right. And so what does that mean for us? Like in our culture, in our families, to be asleep at the wheel is dangerous you know so when you realize you're like oh my gosh i was i fell asleep and so she wakes i feel that i i immediately went to our scriptures for life from this summer which was first thessalonians and in it it talks about that we are not to be like others who are asleep Mm -hmm. but let us be awake and sober for those who sleep sleep at night those who get drunk get drunk at night but since we belong to the day let us be sober getting ready for the day, putting on our breastplate, putting on our hope of salvation, mm-hmm. she awakes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I like what Paul has to say in Ephesians chapter 5, uh, verse 14. He says, wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Be careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. And so I feel like, you know, this— as we dive deep into the women, you know, in scripture that we're going to learn about, we're going to study, you know, we're going to, we're going to unpack who they were. Why did they do what they did? What can we learn from them? We're going to gain wisdom. We're going to glean, you know, from, from, from their actions and, and what we, what we learn about them. But then at the same time, we're going to be having discussions with each other, you know, that you're going to have the opportunity to listen in on what, how are we trying to, to be wise? What decisions are we making? How are we leading our family? What changes can we make? How can we challenge each other? Just because of this idea of we're trying to make the most of every opportunity. And so mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of this call to like step into the, the role, step into the responsibility that the Lord has laid out for us. It's so much more than just going through the motions, doing the daily thing, um, you know, getting the job done. But like his purpose for us is so much bigger. And yet we really have to be intentional about recognizing, okay, God, this is this is a plan that you have for my life, and I'm ready to I'm ready to embrace it. But I have to be alert. I have to wake up. I have to be conscious. I have to be intentional. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of this call, you know, for us as a group. But then as we're sharing with you guys, trying to encourage all of us, like we have to learn how to be wise, not unwise, um, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. And mm-hmm. so they it's time to evil. wake up. Yeah. And <laughs> I think everyone up. can agree with that. Yeah, yeah. the, the yeah. days are evil. Right. Even the people right. that say they are woke think the days mm-hmm. are evil you know That's and i'm true. like no you're not woke i'm woke i'm woke <laughs> you are not woke. I'm wide awake yeah. so i kind of want to take back that phrase i also mm-hmm. wanted to make sure that we cover too you know i thought of this when um on this is life when uh jake bridges your son and uh caleb were on there and jake was encouraging people you know we were in judges ah, and uh we're in judges in life kids right now and we're learning about samson and so jake was like Make sure you tell your kids, like, remember, the kids are not in Israel, didn't know what had happened to their parents or to their grandparents. And so they were making mistakes. So not only the good things that have happened, but the bad things. I thought of that this weekend when we were studying Samson. I was like, oh, we need to learn from Delilah, too. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) This is something I learned at Kerygma as well. And now when I'm reading the Bible, I see it all the time, is that Jesus, God— used women to be the tellers. Mm-hmm. 
And if you, mm-hmm. and we're going to walk through that, we won't go through those examples today, but there are so many times in scriptures where women were the first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like, loved when you pointed that out because yeah. I kind of missed that. Which that I, was... I think we need to control because women do like to be the teller. So sure. there's like a balance there, <laughs> yeah, right? But absolutely. It's well, the enemy will ta- attack yes. what you're what, prone to, I think, or what you're mm-hmm. good at. So what God intended to be yes. our strength, the yes. enemy's like, perfect, I'll use that. Yeah. He'll yes. use everything. Yeah. yeah. But this morning in that when I was preparing for judges, the angel of the Lord, which is the Lord, he appeared to Manoah's wife. And in the whole account, her name is never said. But the mm. Lord speaks to her first. Wow. And then her husband's like, what? What did he say? And then the angel of the Lord comes again, talks to her again. And so then she runs away and is like, can I go tell my husband? Like, wow. he told her, he gave it to her first. Wow. And then we still don't have her name. Yeah. yeah. I think that Christian culture, we've done a really bad job of saying that women don't have a voice and we don't have a place. And I think the last you know, decade, maybe it's kind of changed, but Jesus is not culture. He's always counter culture. And the Bible gives so many examples of that. Women are important. We have a role. There is a reason why we are beings. Mm -hmm. And then you guys say the I don't know the word. That was the name that oh, I the proposed, and no one liked oh, it. Yeah, no. too hard. We Ezer liked Connecto. it. Ezra Connecto. Ezra 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 Connecto is a word we learned at Kerygma Summit, and it's in the creation story when he creates the helper. When woman. he's creating Eve, she is called Ezra Connecto. And I think you. And so it she's best. like side by side. She helps Adam. You guys can't see me, but they're like shoulder to shoulder. We are doing this together. We're subduing the earth. We're making it fruitful. Mm-hmm. But it also means I might have to go face to face with my husband. Like Shelly, you said, mm-hmm. step into that role. Yeah. I am here to help you. Yeah. And maybe one of the ways I'm going to help you is to say, "Hey, you're not seeing this clearly." And like you said, Kelly. The God uses the woman mm-hmm. to show the man maybe even first, mm-hmm. but it's as a help. It's not as a shame. It's not as a, I'm yeah. smarter than you. Right. We're in this together and right. God uses me to help you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Kelly, when you pointed out that they're the tellers, I feel like oftentimes in like messages, you'll hear them say a woman was in the story and then they have to explain why the woman might be in the story. Well, maybe he wasn't there at the right time or maybe something, you know, unusual was happening. And so this woman happened to be there and it's like, well, maybe God intended for her to be for this person, like regardless, you know, he chose to use a woman first. Like there might not be a fluky reason she was there. It's just the way it was. She's a teller. Yeah. Yeah. Because God's heart it's the same for men that it is for women. Yes. Right. Why would it be different? Right. It's yeah. exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're going to take a few me- minutes now, and we're going to introduce ourselves because we're not going to assume that everyone knows who we are. Right. And then I want you guys to think of a time, and this just goes along with the what Pastor Sean spoke two weeks ago, what Jamie's speaking on now with Gideon and David, of sharing the times in your life or a time in your life where you learned about the goodness of God. Um, and just the conversations we've been having the last few weeks, it's so important to share those things with the people around you, with your children. That's how things get passed down and learned about who God is by us telling our stories. So we're going to do that. Um, if you don't have one, you can think of, I'll go first. You can think of something, not something, but, um, so I'm Kelly Bridges, married to Pastor Jamie. Um, we've, 
been in ministry our entire married life. And we have been the pastors here at Life Community Church for the last 12 years. We have six children. Um, Jake is now on staff with us. He's 24. Carson is 20. He does not live in our house, but you'll see him either hidden in the, what's the little room? The IT Uh, room. Or sitting on the front row. He's the quiet one now. He wasn't when he was little, but he is now. Um, Libby is 18. She's away at school. Lila is... Well, the girls are about to have birthdays, so that's why I'm like, how old are they? <laughs> Libby will be 19 soon, and Lila will be 16 soon. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, which is crazy. Nathaniel's right on that same track. <laughs> yeah. So we have two drivers coming right. very quickly, which is, it never gets easier, by the way. And you know that because you've had two. That does not get easier. It just makes me feel crazy. Like when I first met Lila, like she's she was such a little kid. I know, almost oh, cried yesterday. 16. I said, Lila, you are not supposed to be almost 16. Mm-hmm. You were supposed to stay small forever. <laughs> I know. And then um, we have tw- uh, twin five-year-old girls, <clears throat> twin girls, who we are soon to be adopting through oh, foster yay. care. It's coming quickly, thankfully. It's been a long road. Um so that's who I am. I was thinking today, there's so many times that God has been good to us, but I was thinking about a time growing up in my house. And my dad always has always owned his own business. Um, so when I was through my high school years, he used to sell machines. And you know, we always joke at our house because nobody knows what their dad does for a living. Right. <laughs> like you ask kids like, what's your dad do? I don't know. I mean, my kids know because it's pretty self So my dad sold machines, which I can't really explain, but he sold machines that made things. So we would be like walking through Walmart. He's like, see that toaster over there? Yes, dad. I sold the machine that makes that. He would do it all the time. So <laughs> what does that mean? What kind of machine no, like, toaster, So it's like right? no clue. Like, <laughs> yeah. So that's what he did for a long, long time. And I can remember, I don't know how old I was, but I had to be like, upper junior high to maybe my freshman year and it was Christmas time and he we sat we didn't really have family meetings at our house our house is a very calm household like we just I don't know family meetings are kind of weird to me because we didn't have them but we had one this day and um they came to us and said hey because obviously my dad owned his own business he only made money if he sold machines and I can't remember if he was had sold one and he was waiting on the payment for that machine or he hadn't sold in a while. So they were like, we were probably not going to be able to have Christmas this year. And we kind of always had whatever we needed. We never like lacked at all. So it was kind of, it was foreign to us for sure. And they were and all, we were like, okay, you know, cause we were old enough to understand, right? Like Santa, you know what I mean I won't say just in case there are little ears in the car but um uh and I can't remember the timeline and I should have had time to call them today to ask but it wasn't very much many days past it could have been just a couple and a payment came through or he either sold a machine and new money was coming in something and so they came back and was like just like God is so good and he's our provider mm-hmm. and we're, I mean, and you know, Christmas is like fine. If you don't get presents, like when you're still provided for, you know, you understand that, but it was just like probably the first time that I can remember mm-hmm. being like, oh, okay, God, like you have it yeah, always. And I, yeah. I wanted to say this first, sorry. So I'm going to backtrack just a minute. Um, 
I think that we don't do a great job always of like talking about the goodness of God because situations change and circumstances change. So we go through something good and you're like, oh, God's so good. But if we go through something bad, then we're like, where are you, God? Where'd you go? Mm-hmm. And it's important to remember as humans that our feelings are so like fickle and they're up and down, especially as women, some more than others. But um, your feelings will lie to you. Mm-hmm. I remember, I think that I heard that from like Beth Moore something a long time ago, and it has stuck with me forever. So when I am like, Jamie hates me, everybody hates me, I can get like that. Like, I'm not going to say that out loud, but it's definitely the talk in my head. No, that is an ungodly truth. Your feelings will lie to you. Mm -hmm. And I was just driving in the car this morning thinking about this, and um, I was like, no, you know what? God doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So God is love. God is patient. God is kind. God is self-control. God is good. He can't be anything other than that. Even if you have a bad circumstance, God is still those things because he can't change. Mm -hmm. And when you go through things in, in life, this is such an important thing to remember that, God, I know this looks bad. I know it feels bad. It doesn't look like things are going to work out the way I want them to, but you are still good. And we've been in the Old Testament in life, kids, and that is a hard thing to teach kids because you're telling them God is good, He is kind, He is faithful. And sometimes His goodness and His kindness is discipline. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so I was trying to explain that just last night. Like the Israelites were being attacked because God put those countries to discipline them. right? And we know that as parents, this is for your good that I am disciplining you because I love you. If I didn't care about you, I'd let you go. Yeah. 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 The other thing I was going to say about that, Kelly, is about your feelings. I, I don't know where it is. It's in the gospel. But Jesus, it says that he didn't trust them because he knew what was in the hearts of men. Yeah. Oh, wow. And I'm like, oh, he doesn't trust us because he knows what's in our hearts. Yeah. And our feelings are not to be trusted. Yeah. Um, I am Jody, Jody Miller, and Jeff and I have been at Life Community for 10 years um, and nearly that whole time as the children's pastors. Um, we have two kids and one daughter in law, Hudson and Addison. Hudson is, uh, they're, well, they're both in Nashville right now, so we're empty nesters. And um, what else? Is that all? Sure. Sure. Do you like empty nesting? How is it going? Well, it took a while to get used to it. I cried for weeks. I did too. I was not expecting that, sending a daughter to school. I kind of walked past Libby's bedroom door. Well, thankfully, Addison's room was downstairs, so I didn't have to go down there. But I was so weepy daily. I would say for six weeks. Oh, wow. wow. It It took me like two. Two weeks? Yes. I love you, Libby, but it took me two. (laughs) I still miss you every day. Well, and I kind of expected it a little bit because Hudson, you know, out of our two, he was the quieter of the two. And so I knew whenever she left, it would be noticeable. Mm -hmm. Like she leaves a trail everywhere she goes, you know, so that trail is gone. I'm like, girl, do not commit a murder because they can follow you and find (laughs) you quickly. You know what that makes me think of? my One of my best friends is from Brazil and in Portuguese, instead of I miss you, they say sente sua falta. And it means I feel your lack. 
And so it's like they don't say I miss you because I feel your lack. Yeah. So that's what they say when like, okay, I love you, miss you, bye. It's like I feel your lack. You feel Addison's loud, I messy laugh. I know. When you think you're not <laughs> yeah. going to miss it, and then you miss it. I know. Oh. And I think I just was mourning, um, you know, childhood, raising kids. Sure. You know, Casey, you're in the thick of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, I thought that was never going to end. Mm-hmm. It ended. It ends fast. And oh. it was, I cried about it. I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. So anyhow, I was, you know, we've been, like I said, we were in the Old Testament and One of the stories that I love was when Joshua led the Israelites into the promised land. And before they took the land, they um, consecrated themselves. They, you know, he had provided across the Jordan River. And before they moved on from that place, they set up a memorial. They remembered. They set up the stack of stones and they were to You know, when the kids say, Mom, Dad, what are that stack of stones for? Well, kids, let me tell you, the Lord delivered us across dry ground, not muddy ground, dry ground. And so then your kids could ask. So I have a couple things in my life. I've got a tattoo on my wrist. It reminds me of when God was faithful in my life. And right here, I have a picture of Jeff, Jody, and Hudson. And that picture for me is a memorial as well. I'm probably I'm 30 years old there I think and Jeff has got fully black hair. Um, he's he would be 34 and uh, I wanted to take this picture because it was the three of us and it was going to be I wanted a family picture before we were going to be four because I was pregnant and um, I've got maternity pants on in that shirt I can remember those jeans they were the full panel oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, over yeah, the yeah. belly do you yeah. remember those pants well Casey doesn't, Casey doesn't but I do I, I do have, I I have some. you do they just come a yeah. long way they used to have like this drawstring thing uh, at the top yeah well, I didn't have they've that. really come a long way they have come a long way I don't like them anyway though you could so. only wear a long top to yes. cover the big panel yes, yes. Yeah. it's crazy You're right anyway so I was actually pregnant for the third time so I miscarried oh had Hudson, and then here I am pregnant. And so we wanted to take this family picture um, before we were going to be the four of us. And I remember being so happy that day. You know, I was 16 weeks pregnant and feeling great. I loved being pregnant. I looked great being pregnant, you know, like I was only pregnant in my belly. I'm sorry, that was not nice to say. That is nice to no, say. No, I would have loved to see pregnant, Jody. I, I bet you were so, so cute. Pregnant. We need a photo next time. I mean, I'm going to see. Okay. okay. Well, Addison, she was funny pregnant. She was like, you know the women who have like an egg? Yeah. Like if you look at their yeah. profile, that's how she was. It oh, was wow. like horizontal yes. torpedo, <laughs> yeah. torpedo missile coming from my middle. <laughs> anyway, and so... That, um, and if anyone knows um, our story, so Jeff became a Christian after, actually when I was pregnant with Hudson, which was an answer to prayer because I married someone who's not a Christian. And so that was not, the center of our life was not God um, until I realized, oh my goodness, I'm pregnant. I want my child to know God like I was raised to know God. So I repented and believed and oriented my life around Christ from that moment forward. But he wasn't a Christian yet. Well, he became a Christian when I was pregnant. Anyway, the first time with Hudson. And um, so what happened after, I literally, this was on a weekend that we took these family pictures. And probably the Monday after 
probably Monday because I would have been off work. I went for my checkup. You know, I'm 16 weeks pregnant and I can still see the office. I can still see the doctor who had to tell me it wasn't my regular doctor. He was filling in and uh, I no longer had a viable pregnancy. And the devastation, of course, like I feel like that's one of those things that women don't talk about is miscarriages. Like before I had a miscarriage, I never knew anyone who had a miscarriage. So I'm like, why aren't we women talking about this? Um, So that was devastating. But the beautiful part that happened from that was that was the first time that Jeff prayed for me and ministered to me spiritually, you know, because I had known God and walked away, I knew how to follow him. And so I was the spiritual leader for my husband, who was a new believer at this time. And um, and he prayed for me and ministered to me. And the thing that was so beautiful, you know, like, what is beautiful about having a miscarriage? What is beautiful about having these valleys? Like you said, when things are good, you're not necessarily looking for God. Yeah. But when things are bad, you're like, where are you? Yeah. And then you hear, he's right there. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I don't trade those times because he's so, so near. And so anyway, that just was one of probably the first times that God ministered to me personally through a difficult time. You know, yeah. like my parents had gone through times, but this was my first yeah. Yeah. valley experience. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, What was the song when you've told me that story before? You talked about still having the baby inside waiting for labor. And and I found out recently, like, this is still the method. So I do not have children easily. (laughs) Like, Hudson took a long time. Addison took a long time. Like, my body does not release the baby. (laughs) And so they wanted to have me deliver naturally. Um. And so I was 16 weeks, and so they let me go. And I went home that weekend and went to church on Sunday, and the song was, He gives and He takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And I can remember just, I can remember that outfit too. Worshiping. I'm so skinny. You know, like I still look pregnant. Mm -hmm. People are asking me the word, you know, I'm 16 weeks. I'm telling all my clients I'm pregnant. They can see I'm pregnant. And I just remember tears streaming down my face like, he gives, he takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord, no matter what, good or bad. That was was Job. He's like, oh, no, he's only going to love you because you got beautiful kids and pregnant. No, I'm going to love you when I'm not. And I've got this baby inside me that is no longer viable. So the end of that story is I had to keep going to work because I'm a worker. And so I went to work and then, you know, still looking pregnant. And I'm like, no, it's, it was so awkward. I think it's interesting how peppy that song is too. Like that's a, a (laughs) but it should all ensue praise. It's so, it's crazy. Um, Well, my name is Casey. Are we moving on? Yeah. Yes. My name is Casey and I am the worship pastor here. I don't know how long. Jamie could tell Jamie us could the tell day, us the time. Yeah, I know. Probably just, what you had on. I you know, he rattles off numbers and stuff. I saw him use his calculator the other oh. day in, uh, in our production meeting. Oh, I yeah. said, what was I he calculating? Oh, it was it had 31 be. times. 
<laughs> I just remember this. It was 31 <laughs> times 17. Oh, no. that's hard. And yeah. I was like, all right, that's hard. And I had mine out and I saw he had his calculator out and I was like, oh, okay. So <laughs> he told that's me so a story funny. just yesterday. He had, was on the phone with somebody and there was some math, you know, quick math thing. And so he's like, this and this and this and this. And she goes, whoa, that was fast math. He's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like his fun hidden talent. Um, so I don't know exactly how long. I think I feel like six or seven years. Yeah, I was going to sure. say seven, but I don't know if that's true. I think I came when you guys had the green shirts oh, with that's the six. six. That's yeah. Six. Oh, and so funny. we just celebrated 12. It should be. Oh, yeah. I may be coming up on seven or it was in August. Anyway, I don't know. But um, I do the worship here and I love it. I am married to Hayden and um, he does lots of production-y things. He builds stuff. He helps us do all the reno type stuff. Um, and we have three kids now. We have Sage, who is just turned five. Hazel is three. And Summit is... Zero. Not zero. He's coming up <laughs> He's on... He's coming up on one. Yes, I said that to Hayden. I was like, um, his first birthday is in four months. That's oh, wow. So he's still zero. Yeah. I feel like it was just a couple weeks ago. We were happy. <laughs> it's yeah. nuts. Time is moving so fast and so slow. All the same. Yeah. My house is lots of words, lots of touching, lots of <laughs> all the things you love. Lots of bottoms <laughs> yeah. in my house. Diapers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot. So our mornings are bright and bubbly right now, but it's not because of me. Um, but anyway, whenever we were talking about God's goodness, <clears throat> I feel like I could look back and think of events where I'm like, wow, God is so good. Like he blessed me or he provided or he answered that. Um, but I actually think the season I'm in right now shows God God's goodness. And you bringing this the, the, on your heart to start this podcast is very timely for me because the season I'm in and specifically birth, which is longer to break each of those down. The, the short of it is all three of my births have been completely different and before I had Sage, my first, I had kind of a an opinion on like, <laughs> of course, <laughs> I'm like, um, births should be like this. And I was a little judgy. And then all three of my births have been like, I've, I feel like I've had a baby all the ways you could possibly have a baby except surrogacy. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they've come out of me all the ways. And so that was really humbling. But I feel like I am definitely in a season of God softening my heart towards women um, because, I mean, even the comment where you felt like it wasn't nice to say you looked good pregnant. I'm like, it's fine. Like, yeah. if you think, I feel like we've just been in this, you're supposed to talk down to yourself. You're supposed to share your horror stories. You're supposed to, like, be negative and be judgy and, like, my husband is dumb and I know everything. And I'm just like, women need to, like, calm down and get over themselves. And there's some truth to that. But also, at the same time, God is allowing me to experience some things that I used to be really judgy about towards women, um, especially like this new culture of it being so cool to be like, oh, my anxiety, oh, my anxiety. That's just like a household phrase now. I can't now. stand those two words together. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I'm, like, don't claim it. That's don't what you claim say. It. Don't You're keeping claim it. it. It's mine. Yeah. Oh. And so I would say for the first time in my life, I'm experiencing little episodes of anxiety. And I'm like, what is it? Like the whole people talk about intrusive thoughts and things like that. And I would be like, don't think it. If it's not real. Stop. Don't think it. Look, it's not. So don't. And so I'm just very blunt with my advice towards 
sadness or insecurity or anxiety or feeling like you're missing out. I'm like, just don't, just don't care and move on. And I'm experiencing that now. And I don't know if maybe some of it could be, you know, postpartum hormonal. I think a lot of it is, I think maybe I'm, it's being revealed. I never would have considered myself a selfish person, but be taking care of kids a lot. I, I notice the things that make me angry are when I'm inconvenienced yeah. or yeah. if I don't get to do. And I'm such a chill person without yeah. kids. <laughs> I'm like, you're still pretty chill with them. <laughs> I know. Like overall, I am a very chill yes. person. Um, I want to share about that phone call, but I won't. <laughs> Sean was... <laughs> Sean was called me first. He there's something oh. happened. <laughs> oh my! Word. I'm not going to share the details. Uh, something happened, and Sean called me first. He's like, "I'm calling you before I call Shelly," and immediately she was beeping I was in. Calling in, and so Same. he combined the calls. I'm like, "What am I? Your protection here?" And Shelly was not as I, I, I was, thrilled about no. it. I was quite upset, and I'm like, "Well, I guess we'll just go with it." And she's like, "Sean, what is going on?" Anyway, yeah. so yeah, I'm pretty laid back about most things but I am starting to like I've experienced moments of like fear and anxiety and overthinking I remember when we were on vacation in September and I had brought the girls all the kids I brought all three kids to the pool by myself and it was the first time ever I looked across and I thought someone was talking about me and I felt like so watched and I started to panic about like on the inside I started panicking because I think Summit was crying I was trying to nurse him Um, the girls had just gotten in the pool and then one of them has to go potty which means floaties swimming suits all have to come (laughs) off and then everyone has to come with me to the bathroom and it's kind of it's a nicer place we were at and I was I looked over and I just saw someone talking and they happened to look at me and I got this feeling on the inside that they were talking about me. I've never felt like that before. And if I thought someone was talking about me, it never phased me. I never cared. And I was like, I have to leave. I want to leave because they're talking about me. Um, And so it's so weird. Now I'm starting to understand. And then I've been praying. I'm like, God, like, help me take control of my mind. Like, in Jesus' name, thoughts out of my head. And I just feel like he hasn't magically taken things away. And... Now, in my normal life, I'm just kind of ignoring it, moving on, and then friends are sharing stories with me, um, or I'm hearing women talk about something they walked through that week. And instead of being like, I roll, like, ugh, just don't feel Everything. that way, mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, ooh, I feel that a little yeah. bit. Like, yeah, you can relate. I kind of... So it's, I think it's God's goodness. Yeah. I don't think I'm being disciplined, but I think God is allowing me to, he's softening my heart towards yeah. mm-hmm. real things that women are going through that otherwise weren't valid to me Sure, because I hadn't walked through them. So That's good. I'll be nicer. <laughs> I wrote down <laughs> if you've talked to me before and I was kind of like, eh, okay, you're I'll, so I'll black be nicer and white now. about everything though. Like <laughs> yeah. I think your people that know you just know that's how you are. Right. Mm-hmm. You're like, well then just don't do it. <laughs> right. What's, I had the same experience, Casey. Like, you know, with self-confidence, always confident, you know, like same thing. Like if you said something about me that was false, I would be like, that's false. Like, that's not who I am. You're dumb. Right. And so, but it was in my, you know, pre-menopause that I, that's why I keep waiting for you, Kelly, to like be a crybaby. Thanks, Joe. She's like, oh yeah, because I don't cry. I don't cry. I'm like, you will. Oh, you will. I don't. so funny. I thought the same thing. Like I just, my mom was a crier and I'm like. I am not like that emotional, you know, Uh and not either. It wasn't until, you know, like I hit menopause 
And then it gave me a new understanding and an empathy for people because then all of a sudden I would experience insecurities and I'm like, what is happening to mm. me? You know, it just gave me new eyes for my sisters. It's great yeah. being a woman. That's what it comes to. <laughs> yeah, you know what? So, I yeah. actually agree. It is great. It being is really great yeah. being a woman. It's constantly changing. Well, I've been thinking that I keep, I feel like five times a day easily, I keep saying, Thank you for your design. Thank you that everyone in this house needs my body. Thank you that <laughs> I go like thank you that I was built to comfort this whole everyone family. Needs my body. Thank you that I get to comfort everyone. Yes, it's I'm like the this best. is God's design. <laughs> thank you. So thank you, Lord. <laughs> you know what though? It's I like we body. laugh and it is funny and everyone does need your body. But like <laughs> thanking God for it will probably help your perspective. Yeah. Instead of being sure. like if one more t- person touches mm-hmm. me, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah. yeah. Which, yep. and usually the last person bit. of the day to yes. touch you is the husband. Yes. And you're, and like, you're like, listen, don't listen, touch me. listen up, buddy. <laughs> don't touch me. Everyone so all to day. change your perspective on yeah. that because it's still what a husband and a wife should right. be doing. Like mm-hmm. that yes. is the design for right. of marriage. And I heard the quote, thankfulness will keep your heart tender. So that's yeah. why yes. I'm like, thank God. So, I am thank so you, tender. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Lord. You'll get there. Speak it prophetically. Uh, my name is Shelly. Um, Sean and I are the pastor, uh, the associate pastors here at Life Community Church. And um, and, and a little interesting tidbit about me. So my name's actually Rachel Michelle, but I've always gone by a nickname of my middle name. And I thought it was really cool when we came on staff here, when I found out that Pastor Jamie also goes by a nickname of his middle name. I was like, yay, finally somebody, you know, because you just don't run into that very often. Most people can't relate to that. So I thought that was kind of cool. We have two kids. We have Nathaniel and he will be 16 tomorrow, which is crazy. And so um, just a lot going on um, just with getting ready to celebrate him. And then Natalie is 12, uh, is 13. (laughs) I can't think right now. Um, Yeah. So Natalie's 13. So we have, it's the four of us and we, we love it. We have a good time. But um, no, whenever it comes to thinking of a a story of God's faithfulness. um, So today, I'm not going to get emotional. <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm it's okay. To get emotional. It's no, no, no. So today is actually my, would have been my dad's 70th birthday Aww. if he were still with us. And so I had a different um, story that I thought I was going to tell. But then whenever I, I put two and two together that we were going to be recording on this day, I thought, well, how can I really talk about anything else? So just because the the goodness of God, literally the goodness of God, God's faithfulness through that whole process, um, the past 15 months, it has been so evident and undeniable that I can't, I really can't, um, I just, I can't, I can't talk about anything else. So when we finish recording this podcast, I'll be going to spend the afternoon with my mom and just, you know, kind of reminisce and celebrate and do the things that we would have done if my dad was still with us. But he passed away unexpectedly, very unexpectedly, 15 months ago. He was a pastor of a church. He and my mom had pastored this particular church for almost 27 years. Um, and uh, they were getting ready to celebrate their 49th wedding anniversary. And um, it's just, it's really all of the details that led up to his passing, things that things that were in place and things that God was doing that none of us knew and we didn't see until after the fact. And yet, um, you know, just ways that God was preparing him and ways that God was preparing us. And, and so... Um, 
you know, the, the week after he passed away, I was spending some time with my mom and we just kept hearing more and more stories from people and these little tidbits and, and you know, pieces of information as I, and I'm trying to keep track of all of it in my mind. But then finally I was like, you know what? I just have to write all this down. Like all of the, you know, I, so I have this whole list and I pulled it out this morning just to like look over it again. I wanted to be reminded. And I actually titled it back then. I titled it God's faithfulness in dad's passing. Wow. And so, you know, it was just, it was the things that I it was, it was, it was specific things that I wanted to remember. God, you were faithful because you, you did this and you did this and God, you were faithful here and you were faithful there. And so just a few of the things, I mean, I have this whole list and I won't go over all of it, but, um, a few of the things, um, so Natalie's birthday, she, she had her birthday in, um, July, the middle of July. That was the last time that we were with my dad. Um, because then we, we headed out on vacation and we were gone for a couple of weeks. We were actually away on vacation when he passed away, but we had all, our whole family had gotten together for her birthday. And that was the last time we saw him. But at the end of that little birthday celebration, he said, you know, Hey, before everybody goes home, I want to, I want to pray for Natalie. And that wasn't unusual for us. We were like, okay. And so we all got in a circle and he started out and he prayed for her, but then he continued on and he went around the whole circle naming everybody praying specific things, you know, looking back on it now, I see like, it was really like this, you know, patriarchal blessing. Like my dad was the spiritual leader of our family without a doubt. Um, and it was really kind of his last, it was the last time we were all together and it was him, you know, kind of like bestowing this blessing. It was, it's crazy to look back on now because I didn't, we didn't think, we didn't think anything about it then. You know, it was kind of, it was different. Like I remember getting in the car thinking, oh, well, that was different. That was cool. But not like suspicious and like, whoa, that was weird. What is, yeah. you know, what does this mean? It wasn't anything like that. It was just neat. Um, another thing. So, you know, he and my mom had pastored this church for almost 27 years. And one of the things that the church did in get, getting ready to go back to school, they would do this big backpack, you know, outreach where they would collect backpacks from from people in the church and then they would collect school school supplies and, you know, people in church would get together and stuff all these backpacks. Well, this my mom did not know about any of this. We found out about all this like two weeks after he had passed. She was still working at the church. She was the secretary there. And and she kept on doing that for a couple of months um, after he passed away just to help with that transition. But um so these, so she, she's there at work and all of a sudden the UPS starts dropping off all these huge cardboard boxes. Uh, and you know, she's loading them up and getting them into the office. She opens them up and she starts pulling out backpacks that have already been filled with school supplies. She had no idea. They'd never done it that way before, but at some point in July, he must have placed this order with this company for backpacks that were already filled with school supplies. Wow. You know, so then now the beginning of August, their pastor's gone. The church is not scrambling to try to get together to put together backpacks for the school, you know, and stuff and, and all of that. They're able just to everything's already done, you know, and so somebody came, a representative came, picked them up and, and took them to the school and, and, and dealt with it that way. But like little details like that where we're like. What? How? How? When? You know, how did that happen? So many people at the funeral that would would say it's like they all kind of so many people had like these closure moments with my dad, Mm -hmm. random people that he had called in the past few months or he had ran into at the grocery store. One lady just the week before had had run into him at the store and she said she was telling us, she said, I saw Pastor Terry coming down the aisle and he just looked at me with the biggest smile and he said, I, I can't wait for heaven. Like, I'm, I'm just, that's the first thing he said. He hadn't seen her in, in months. And he just said, I'm so ready for heaven. I just can't wait to be there. You know, Whoa, and so wow. like he, the Lord was preparing him without a doubt um, and preparing all of us too. We just didn't know it at the time. 
Uh, he had just had their car serviced. My mom barely drives. She drives as little as possible. And she would not have a clue how to take the car in and, and have any of that done. He had just done that on Tuesday and he passed on Wednesday. Oh, wow. He had wow. had the oil changed, the tires rotated, all the fluids topped off. Like, you know, evaluate the car, make sure everything, you know, is, is just fine. And so then she was able to go, you know, months without having to even think about that. Um, the one other thing that I'll share about all of that, it was that, um, so he, he had not worn his original wedding band for years. Um, he had stopped wearing it years and years ago. He had gotten a different ring and the, the morning of the funeral after the, the funeral director came, you know, after the funeral was over, everybody left the church. We were standing outside. The funeral director came up to my mom and just said, you know, Debbie, here are the things that you wanted me to take before we closed the casket and before we head to the cemetery. And my mom, so my mom holds out her hand and, you know, he puts some different things in her hand, but one of them is a ring and she's just staring at it. And I'm just standing there with her, not realizing, you know, that anything, there's anything significant and she's not saying anything. She's just looking at it. And I was like, mom, you know, what's the big deal? And she's just looking at, it. she said, I, he hasn't, he hasn't worn this ring in probably 20 years. I mean, it's been so long. He had gotten a different ring that he had that's that. That was the only ring I had seen in the longest time. But for whatever reason, that morning, he put on his original wedding band and wow. we didn't know it. Like we didn't know it until after the funeral, you know, and she's she's looking wow. at it like, why? Why would he have put this ring on this morning out of all days? So little things like that, you know, where you just look back and you're like, OK, God, you were there. You were there when we didn't even know we needed you. Yeah, you right. were there preparing the way you were preparing the church. You were preparing my mom. You were preparing our family. You were setting things in place. Um, you know, and, and then that obviously then he was still with us and still good in the in the things to come. You know, the other. So there was one other thing that I was going to share. This relates to you talking about the goodness of God. So like the crazy, crazy thing. So my dad that morning, um, you know, he he had gone. He, he told my mom that he was going to go out. He'd had about an hour's worth of work to do in the yard. He was going to go out and work in the yard. And so she had some things she was kind of doing around the house and he hadn't come back in yet. And she was still just waiting for him. And my mom's a piano player and she's a singer. And so when she has free time, she goes to the keyboard and she just sits down and starts playing and worshiping. Well, the keyboard at this house, it was in the back bedroom. And so he hadn't come in yet. So she was still just waiting for him to come in. And so she went back to the keyboard and she's, she's back there singing and she's worshiping specifically to the song, Goodness of God. She's wow. singing these words, all my life, you have been faithful. Dang. All my life, you've been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. She's worshiping to that song. And she found later... He was right. He was just outside the bedroom window. Oh That's gosh. where he passed away. So she's in the bedroom worshiping with every breath that I am able while he's literally breathing his last breath wow. all at the same time. And wow. so, you know, things like that, like we can't you look at that and you're like, I, I can't. I, yeah. Is it is it awful? Is it hard? Is there this huge hole now in our family that it, it, we're all trying to navigate around? Absolutely. And yet. God has been with us every single step of the way. And, you know, and for the months since then, we had my mom, she was still living in the church parsonage. So we had to get her moved and they had to find a new pastor. And the thing that she keeps telling me every time I talk to her, she's like, so they, the, the church has a new pastor now. His name's Pastor Mark. Every time I talk to her, she's like, Shelly, Pastor Mark, he reminds me so much of your dad. Aww. He's just like your dad 30 years ago. Because I, I think this guy's are in, in his early 40s or around 40. And that's how old my mom and dad were when 
when they went to Verdon. And so she's just like, it, it's, it's, it's the coolest thing. He pastors like your dad. He loves the people like your dad. He speak, he preaches like your dad. And so, you know, it's like, even now we just, we see God's goodness over all of it. And he's, you know, he's just, he's been so good and he's been so faithful. Yeah. And even through hard times, like if you, if you look for it, you can, you'll see it. You know, he, he is there no matter what. Mm-hmm. And he's always faithful. There's a couple oh, things I love, I love about that. I love that Nathaniel's birthday is yeah. one day after yes. his. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then the other thing is, is that if we are not awake, mm-hmm. if we are numbing ourselves through yeah. this pain, yeah. we're not seeing nope. his handprints all over that. So true. Yeah. You guys were awake. You are looking for God. You are talking sure. with God. And he showed you, I'm here. Yeah. I'm all over this place. Right. The other thing is that I love like... When we say he passed, like we are foreigners here. Mm-hmm. We don't belong here. Right. This is not this is not our home. Where we belong. <laughs> right. And so I don't mind that word pass because it means we're passing mm-hmm. on to the next. Yeah. And one of the things I've loved, I've heard someone say is that he passed from the field office mm-hmm. to the home office. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he was working in the yes. field. Yes. And now he's back at the home office. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Still working, ministering to the Lord, yeah. worshiping him. Okay. Shelly, is, you're, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I, this is so crazy. So we, of course, had a topic thought of for today. And mm-hmm. I changed it just a smidge, right? Yeah. And it's because I had to take the girls to school today, and I normally don't. And I was telling you that every song on the radio yeah. was about the goodness of God. Right. That was, was that the one. song. <laughs> oh, oh, man. That's the first yeah. one I heard. And yeah, my, that's true. I, my brain does not retain information very well. Sure. So I could not have probably told you sure. the words until you said, I was like, oh, that was that the song. Is literally that's the, the song. song. And it's such a beautiful Aww. song. It is a beautiful song. And I was like, oh my gosh, that was the song. Right. That's crazy. So cool. that's I was just so going to say, your dad's funeral was the most impactful yes. funeral. The whole time I'm like, I'm going to get licensed. <laughs> yes. I want to be ordained. Yeah. It was yeah. so, I yeah. loved it. And it's so crazy even, to say that, and I've been to a few funerals like that, where like so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, and, I mean, yeah. it's weird not to sad. say. Yeah. Sure. It's, it's, right. it's a celebration. Like, we're going to celebrate yeah, your absolutely. life. Absolutely. Yes. And we know that your life is still continuing yes. going. On. Yeah. Yes, yeah, but sure. I thought the same thing because I knew some of the people because mm-hmm. our our paths kind of cross in life. Yeah, from when I was young and you were young, but yeah. uh, now I'm old. I, I start, well, <laughs> no. Shel, Sean and Shelly were my youth pastors growing up. In case people don't know that, so yeah. yes, you are older than <laughs> I am. me. I am older than um, you. But there are certain people that we didn't know together. We yeah. know separate, and I heard some of their testimonies mm-hmm. at the funeral. Who they were in my life at a different time than they were in yours, and it was it was so cool. Yeah, I loved hearing all the the mm-hmm. stories of. Yeah. I don't know. We would, you know, coincidences, but not right. like but, all yeah. the divine appointments. Right. And yeah. it was, it was so God good. at work. Yeah. I have to say too, like one more thing about the goodness of God is like you three sitting here in this room and I, we do staff devotions every Wednesday. You missed out case. Okay? So I, I owe you one. Beautiful. I owe you one. Casey, I'm so sad you weren't here. Wait, where? Last, last week, Wednesday. When you were home here. Last so, Wednesday. I mean, she I bestowed staff, blessings on each one of us. I love <gasps> staff devotion because oh. it's so... It's just so awesome to see what God's working on. And we've had some hard ones and we've had some fun ones. Like it's always different. Mm -hmm. And so I felt last week, God was like, you just need to go around and be and tell everyone why you're thankful for them. Oh, can you write mine? I I love words of affirmation. I know. And then you weren't there. (laughs) But anyway, I think um, the best thing about LCC is the staff that we get to work mm-hmm. with and the longevity that we have. Yep. There is nothing like coming to work 
and being around people that you love, but also that you grow from. And that was one of the other reasons I wanted to sit here and do this podcast because I learned so much from the three of you. And I think that everybody should be able to hear it. So it's like just <laughs> sitting in on our conversations yeah. that we have all, a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just so excited to see where this is going to take us so good. and what we're going to yeah. learn and journey together. Mm -hmm. Well, to circle back to how you started, like why another podcast or why do we need this? And this was another thing I had written down about, you know, waking up. And this is in the Gospel of Mark. Be on guard. Stay awake. Each with own your own work to do. Like, yeah, there's tons of salons. There are tons of churches. There are tons of banks, tons of podcasts. But there's also tons of people. Right. Mm -hmm. And so if the Lord gives you this work to do, it is for someone else. So mm -hmm. we're putting this in the path for yeah. whoever it's for. Love it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Do you want me to, I'm, the other thing about waking up, so it's in the Psalms a lot. Mm -hmm. And I saw it recently in a couple of places. It's only almost the exact same verbiage. And it's from King David, um, Psalm 57 and Psalm 108. Both times he says, wake up, O my heart. Wake up, O lyre and harp. I will wake the dawn with my song. And that sounds so beautiful. Like you can hear princesses with the birds waking up. It's another beautiful morning. But this is not the context. King David is hiding. Actually, he's not a king. He is hiding from Saul, who is the king. He is in a cave. And he's saying, dude, wake up. Wake up, my heart. Wake up, my lyre. Wake up, my harp. And, and my heart, my instruments, my being— and basically, like, I will wake up from this nightmare. Shelly, you described that so beautifully. Like, at the time, it probably felt like a nightmare. For sure. I mean, we've all been in those places. Right. And we have to remind right. ourselves, wake up. Yeah. Wake up, my heart. This will pass. And so that's why we remember the goodness and the faithfulness of yeah. God. Yeah. So Should we pray? Yeah. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful you are so good. And we awaken our hearts, remind ourselves, Jesus, you tell us over and over in the scriptures to remember. And so I pray that we would each be diligent. I pray that after this podcast, women, men who are listening will be reminded of where you've been good and faithful in their lives, and they will tell it to their children so that their children will know and then they will tell the story that it will not end after one generation forgetting the goodness of God. We are reminded and we say thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us for the She Wakes podcast. For more information, you can visit our website at lifeillinois.org. We'd also love to see you on a Sunday morning for church at 830 or 1030.